But uh, we, we are a really blessed church. Um, last week was a great time of, of celebration and fellowship in our multiculturalism. There was a whole bunch of foods and I did my best to try and taste some, a majority of them and um, I couldn't get to all of them so I do apologize. There was, well I, I tried the spicy food and I was fine. Um, you should have seen Mel, it was, it was, <laughs> wish I had my phone um, recording it. Yeah, well, not quite, but <laughs> but uh, uh, Mercy had said the the curry is a little hot, a little. just a little, <laughs> and somehow goes, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to be have to tell you just understanding Mel's tolerance levels is Mel's find Mel finds um, black pepper hot. Um <laughs> yeah, mild, mild's too hot. But we love her anyway. So unfortunately, I don't have a high tolerance to it either because we don't we don't eat a lot of curries. I I actually quite like. Yeah, that's right. Um, I I don't mind a a decent curry. I can't go can't go too hot. But now I've got no tolerance. So um, yeah, there's there's a few things that we need to pray for you about. But anyway, but it's so good to see such a diverse church. Mel was, was sharing that what 63% of the church, 63% of Yarra Bilba are born outside of Australia. That's, that's the first generation. That's not including then the first generation Australians or even the second generation Australians. So we are extremely multicultural just in this area, but even in Australia. And it's important sometimes just to celebrate the little things, you know, finding our unity in, a, in such a diverse group. And, and through our multiculturalism, and especially in this time, um, we've already voted. Uh, there's so much division coming through in Australia, and it's important to find our unity. You know, we can come from all different countries. We can speak all different languages and have all different accents, look differently, have different skin colours, have different cultures, um, and yet we can still find one thing that's the most important thing that unifies us, Jesus. And it's crazy. I was sitting there trying to write down. Now, I make a, if I have forgotten anybody's country, I apologize. But I wrote down a few of the countries that I know are in this church. We have people from Colombia, Mauritius, from Africa, which can then be broken up into Zimbabwe, Congo, Cambodia. Oh, Congo. Uh, there's people from Cambodia, New Zealand, Samoa, PNG, South Africans, Vikings. Sorry, I had to put that in there. <laughs> Philippines, we have people from, from uh, who are Dutch. Then there's those other people, I think they're what they call Australians. And they then can then be broken up from um, convicts, um, which come from England, and they go from Scotland, Wales, and all the Ireland. Um, we have people from India, Nepal. Uh, then we have Indi- Indian Fijians. Is there anyone else I've forgotten? What? Oh, that's right, Burundi as well. There was one. I forgot that one too. Tong- who's Tonga? It's the month. Oh, yeah. Anyway, lots of different countries. <laughs> yeah, Brad, Brad, I knew th- I knew there was Tongan in you, Brad. <laughs> it's the hair. 
But it's interesting because God actually gave us, or gave, God gave his disciples a, a commandment in, in Matthew 28, um, 9, uh, 29, to which it says, Go forth into all the world, baptizing the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, it's interesting that the countries, every nationality in the world is actually coming to us. Which I find is interesting. Maybe, maybe you don't. But there's a purpose in everything that God does. There's a bigger reason why. I mean, we are a blessed country. Australia is blessed. Anybody from another country automatically knows that, right? We have it so good, it's scary. Um, even our worst things that we find annoying or frustrating or things are nothing compared to some other countries. And I do challenge you to go talk to some of the other country people from other countries and go find out their stories and why they come here. Um, why they, they wanted to come to Australia. And it's, it's because it is so good. We, we have it so, so good. And people from all over the world are coming here. And it's not just because we have, we're, we're a wealthy country. It's not because the Holy Spirit lives here, right? It's because of the richness of the world is actually coming here. And as the more and more of the richness of the world from all different countries comes here, it makes Australia richer. Richer in its heritage, richer in its beliefs, richer in its wealth, richer in its possibilities, and richer in the, the kingdom of God. And I get challenged in my thinking, my perspective. Just hearing the different lives and the stories of what people have gone through, it challenges me. I mean, there's nothing like sitting there complaining about something silly, and then you listen to someone else's story of what they've gone through, and you're like, yep, that was a good perspective change. I haven't got it that bad. But I do, I do... I, Thoroughly enjoy listening to other people's stories, where they've come from, you know. I had a conversation on Tuesday night with, with Brad and Tyrone after youth that went for a long time. Um, and we, we ended up having to break up and, and, and go our own ways. But it was a good conversation because we were talking about different things. And... Um, I'm going to make some changes and do some things just as a result of that because it's interesting to get a different person's point of view and different perspective on certain things. So our men's ministry will be taking a shift. It will look different. Um, we're going to be doing it on a monthly basis. Uh, we won't be going to the luxury Cafe 63. Um, we're going to be going to the park and we're going to be starting to talk about some real things. Get away from the, the surface of, gee, the weather's nice. And what did you do this week to try and work out some better things? And I ask you ladies to release your men. <laughs> and the reason why I ask you that is because, what was that? I missed that. <laughs> no text messages, no calling. They'll be home when they're done. Um, but the reason why I'm asking the ladies to release their men is because we're going to shift and we're going to do something different with our men because we want strong men in our house. And the stronger the men is, the more of the blessing it is to our ladies and our children. We want our women and our children blessed. And the best way to do that is us men getting together and we're working through some of the things, which means it's going to have to cause us to be a little bit courageous and to share, which, let's be honest, we struggle with. We can grunt really well, but... Anyway, yeah. But that's where it sort of came from. Tuesday night, uh, Tyrone and, I, and Brad and I were talking and we were, there were some questions that came up and it just went, you know what? I know every, per every male in this place is, is going through the same problems, going through the same challenges. 
And it's about time we start talking through them and, and helping each other walk through the process. Because it's, be, it's quite interesting when you start looking and talking about different things and how much we have in common, even though we can come from all over the world. It's also inspired me to make some other changes and, I'll, and I will get to them over a little period of time. But we need to remember what happens in our lives, not to reflect and sit in them, but we always need to understand that God has a plan and a purpose for them. And God is a God of restoration. God restores. He restores His people. He always has a plan and He's always moving. Now history tells us a lot. We can learn a lot from history. And if we fail to learn from history, then we will repeat it. And there have been some devastating things that have happened in the history of this world and history of different countries that we don't want to repeat. But if we don't learn from those opportunities, we will repeat them. And even before original sin in the Garden of Eden, there was a restoration plan for, for humanity. God thought about what was going to happen. He knew exactly who we were. He knew what we were going to do. And he decided to create a concept called Jesus Christ himself. He put the plan of restoration in the Garden of Eden. The plan of restoration was before the Garden of Eden. And the plan of restoration continues today. But the plan of restoration or the restoration process is always first met with a cleansing. To restore, you first need to cleanse to remove that which is the cause of the problem. If you get a splinter, you know, these tiny little things that cause you more havoc than you can poke a stick at. Excuse the pun. If you get a splinter, you need to remove the splinter so you can become fully healed. If you leave the splinter in, your body will actually try and reject it by uh, removing it before it can actually fully heal. Otherwise, it will get infected and then the body has to cause another concept to come in and bring forth healing. But the first step is always to remove the cause of the pain. Now, when we come to the Bible, I'm going to have to move pretty quick. There's a famous story in the Bible that most people will know, the Tower of Babel. And it's an interesting story because there's so much to unpack, and I'm going to try and unpack a little bit and, and bring some sort of idea out of it and concept out of it. And it starts in Genesis 11, Chapter 1, it says, Now the whole earth used the same language and the same words. And it came about as they journeyed east, they found a plain in the land of Shire and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they used bricks for stone, and they used tar for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build for ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into heaven, and let us make ourselves a name. Otherwise, we will be scattered abroad over the face of the earth. Scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people. And they all have the same language, and this is what they began to do. And now nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and let's confuse their language so that they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there and over the face of the whole earth and they stopped building the city and therefore its name was called Babel. Because there the Lord confused the language of the whole earth and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the whole earth. Now that's a really interesting piece of history. 
This is the moment that God brought in the languages of the whole earth. And it was because a people who decided to go into one place together, decided to build a tower up to the heavens. Now, to to understand this, I'm going to try and go through this. They were not building up a a tower to heaven to be closer to God. That little word there, called ourselves, right, clearly shows... Can anyone see that? I'm sorry, technology today has been uh, frustrating and things almost got thrown out of windows today. But there are certain little words in this passage of Scripture that we sometimes don't understand. So here's the, the concept of it, right? The Bible was written thousands of years ago in an Eastern culture. And what we have a tendency to do is we have a tendency to interpret the Bible thousands of years later from a Western perspective. Okay? Now the problem with that is we don't understand, one, the fact that it was written so long ago in a different time, and two, Western culture can be a little bit arrogant. And so we have a tendency to read it as, oh, it's for me. The Bible was never written to us, but it was written for us. And that changes a lot. So when this was actually written, this was actually a story relayed. Moses actually penned this in the Bible. It's relayed to him through the generations to generation. Moses writes this down, and he doesn't write this to the year 2023. And this is where it becomes a little bit confusing with us because quite often we can take passages of scriptures from the Bible and misinterpret them because we don't understand that this is not actually a literal context. And let me again explain this. The word east, if I can find it on here. Right? Now the whole earth used the same language and the same word. Oh, that's the, where is it? There you go. I can't read. Right? So they traveled east. Now, in English, we read left to right. In the Hebrew, they leave right to left. I just want you to hold on to that. And this is where it becomes really, really interesting. Good things are found in the East. If you go to the, uh, if, you, yeah, if you go to the East, bad things happen. If you come from the east, there are good things. So sometimes when they write different words, it's not about location, but direction. Hebrew thought travels from west to east. East is, like I said, east is a source of blessing and divine salvation. And people who traveled to the east found themselves in difficult times or troubled times. So there is a simple, it's like a tension here or a paradox. Good things come from the east, but if you travel to the east, then you end up in a bad place. The wise man traveled from the east while seeing a star in the east to find Jesus. Cain was exiled to the east after killing Abel. The people traveled to the east to build the Tower of Babel. Now, humanity moved to the east, right? And we use this word, ourselves. And so when we begin to understand certain words written in certain contexts, it begins, it begins to explain 
their mentality or their perspective of why doing something. Basically this, people left where God was to go build a tower similar to the same or the same concept of why original sin happened. If you understand why Adam and Eve sinned, it wasn't because the apple was so... It wasn't even an apple, it was a piece of fruit. The piece of fruit was so delightful. It was because they wanted to be like God. And so the conversation that Eve has to the devil is situated about, I want to be like God. So when these people traveled to the east... And they start building a tower unto themselves, right? for themselves. It's not so they can be closer to God, it's so they can become equal to God. It's the same concept. And this is where it becomes interesting because God sits there and he looks at them and he says, these people are so unified. In fact, the Bible uses the word, and we will play with technology, one. They are one. Now, to understand that word one in its fullness and to understand its purpose in, in Scripture, we have to go back to the Hebrew. The, one, the word one there is actually given two pictures. Okay? A door and a wall. They, they were really bright back then. But its concept was that everybody who went to the east to build the table all went through the same door to be in the same place. And it's talking about this concept of being in unity. The people were so unified in what they were doing, not to be closer to God, but to be like God, to build a tower up into the heavens, that God saw them and said, nothing is impossible for these people because they are in unity. A unity to such a point that they had all walked through the same door, in the same mindset, in the same place, doing the same job to get the same result. God saw what was happening and he had to change something. So God brought the languages and confused them. Because communication is a, is a powerful key. If we can't find a way to communicate with each other, there's issues. Can you imagine if... if if Nav gone up to share his little testimony and he couldn't speak any English and he spoke in his native tongue of Nepalese, no one would have known what he was talking about except Sunita. <laughs> right? No one would have understood. Communication is his huge barrier and God understands what communication does. So God brings forth all the language of the world. Now, when we look back in history, from this point, the people scatter. From this point, we begin to see different religions come forth. Hinduism, Tainoism, uh, I've forgotten all the other ones, all the other isms. From one point, when unity is connected with rebellion, God has to break up what's happening. But if unity is with connection or connection with God, that's when things can become powerful. Now, everything in the Old Testament, God fulfills in the New Testament. Meaning if God relays a promise in the Old Testament, we see the fulfillment of it in the New Testament. God never leaves anything unfinished. He always finishes it in his time, in his way. 
Sometimes it takes thousands of years to get to the finish point, but he always, always finishes it. Sometimes it's about the healing and the restoration in order for the completion to take about. The people were one, and this caught an issue. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. The Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have the same language. And this is what they began to do. And now nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. Nothing that they do will be impossible for them. That's unity. There is a power in unity that is often missed. When humanity is in unity, even in rebellion, God says there is nothing impossible for them. But God cannot let rebellion be linked with unity. So God brought confusion. God brought the different languages, the different cultures. And today, God brings the cultures back together. And we have the blessing that we are enriched with of having so many different cultures in our church, in our community, in our regions, in our schools, in our workplaces. But what separates us oftentimes is communication. Two people can speak the same language. But if you choose not to communicate, you will have issues. It's like a marriage, right? If I don't communicate to Mel, if she doesn't communicate to me, we don't have a clue what's going on. We just live two different lives. But communication is the key to relationship. So God brings up this whole concept, right? Remember, Jesus is the story of restoration from the beginning. And Jesus understands what needs to happen. He understands that there is a purpose in everything that God has done. He understands that there is a purpose in separation because there's a blessing to come when there's unity. So God creates the way. And what the New Testament is a fulfillment of the Old Testament. What's said in the Old Testament is completed in the New Testament. But God also understands that the law and the prophets aren't the fulfillment of it. And so we have to find scripture in understanding what God's doing to bring unity. Today, Jesus is the new. He is the fulfillment of the old. Jesus is actually the door we enter through to be one with God. Do you know that? The people in Babel went through the same door to be in unity and rebellion. And now we enter through a door to be in unity with the Father. In John 10, 19, he says, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture, provision. Jesus is the door that we must enter through. And for many of us, we have. And in many of us, on the other side of the door that we've entered, we can find unity together. We can appreciate our diversity. We can appreciate all the different cultures and all the different languages because we've entered through the same door together. No longer is there rebellion in the purposes of being like God. Now that we can walk through the same door, we can be with God. 
He says in Matthew 7, 13 to 14, it says, Enter through the narrow gate. Gate can be translated as door. For the gate is wide and the way is, bro- the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it, for the gate is small and the wide way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. We come from all different parts of the world. We have all different languages. Sometimes I hear them and I just agree with them regardless if I know what it talks about. I think it was last week, some of the, some of the, uh, the people who were speaking Afrikaans got absolutely, I got no idea what you're saying. Probably agreed to, anyway, <laughs> wash everyone's car. No. <laughs> all right, there you go. Just learned a story. But for me, I, I get excited about seeing all the different nationalities. Like last week, all the different foods. And, and, and I was sitting there looking at over some of the foods and some people were making, that's that and that's that and it's like that. And I know what kind of things I like, but I, I decided I'm going to try some different things. And it was good that some people were in different conversations working out that over different cultures and over different places in the world, they all like to use green bananas. Right. And then we have the joke, maybe we should bring in boxes of green bananas and everyone can cook the, their own dishes from it. The Africans were using uh, green bananas. And the Colombians said, yes, we can use green bananas. And I know in Vanuatu, they use green bananas. Anyone else use green bananas? No? But even though that we are diverse in where we come from, diverse in language, diverse in the cultures, we still have one thing that can unite us. And that's Jesus. We still walk through the same door to be united. We still walk through that same door, which is Jesus Christ, to be in right relationship with the Heavenly Father. And nothing is impossible with Christ Jesus. When we are found in unity together, the same unity, well, same unity different mentality that surrounds it, we move from unity in rebellion to unity in obedience. Nothing is impossible. Nothing. Nothing is impossible. Nothing. I can't say that enough because nothing is impossible. I mean, the potential here, and that's what it is. There is so much potential surrounding us. It doesn't matter where you come from, how much money you got in your pocket how much money you don't have in your pocket, the amount of bills you have, nothing is impossible. And if we all came to the same place, right? If we all were in the same place through the same door, Jesus, and we all could find a common concept, we could all believe in the same thing, stand in the same thing, be united as one, connected with each other, nothing is impossible. Nothing. I truly believe God is looking for people who are not only saved by the grace of Jesus Christ, but stand in unity with the body of Christ. He's looking for people where he can unleash the fullness of who they are, who, who, who will stand in unity and say, nothing is impossible. And instead of building towers up to heavens to be like God, we build the kingdom of God for him. We establish His name wherever we go. We stand out and instead of going to the east, we're from the east. We're in blessing. We're in favor with each other. 
We understand the differences we have. We understand that not everyone can handle spicy food. Not everyone speaks English fluently, but we can make through. Everybody has a different culture. Everybody has a different, different food. But we still have the one thing that joins us, Jesus. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're far from Him. This is where it begins. You've got to enter through that door. You've got to enter through the same door we all have. You've got to enter through that door and acknowledge Him that He is your Lord and Savior. That the only way to be the, with the Father, to know the God who created this whole universe is to be in right relationship with Him, which comes through Jesus Christ. Oh, but I'm not good enough. Well, none of us are. We don't get good so we can come through. We come through because He makes us good. If you don't know Jesus Christ, and I invite you to make that decision, I'll be down the front and I want you to come and talk to me because I will meet you where you're at. We'll pray. We'll come in agreement with each other. And we'll stand and we'll walk through this whole process with you. You are not alone. But we need to celebrate what unifies us as well as celebrates us, celebrate what is diverse about us and not pick or choose the things that make us different. Not everyone can dance like Brad. And we are all thankful for that. <laughs> if you want to join the dance crew for Christmas, Brad is holding um, <laughs> rehearsals, <laughs> auditions. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep. I, I can make fun of Brad. We've, we've gone through a lot, haven't we, Brad? It's been a long time. It's a long journey. But the more you get to know someone, the more you can trust them and the more they can trust you. The more you can call out and get some help, the more you can come in agreement with each other. And so that's why relationship is important. That's why connection is important. But we're going to pray. We're going to close the meeting. We have, there's tea and coffee. There's a, a light lunch, nibbly bits and pieces over there. Don't forget to pick up your kids. Um, please I know it's the first Sunday it's been a few Sundays since we've had to pick them up but um, I can't leave the air on them all day so we're going to pray and we're going to close them in if you need prayer for any particular thing I'll be down the front you can come and talk to me and we'll pray with you we'll stand and agree with you we are here um, we don't go anywhere if you need to talk to someone during the week you need message, phone call, whatever. You need to catch up with someone. You need a coffee. Uh, give me a call. I will meet you wherever you're at. Cafe 63 works good. If it's too private, you can come to my place. I have a coffee machine. Or I do instant as well. We always have milk and sugar. No spices, but... And we have lots of different teas. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that we can laugh in church. I thank you that we can celebrate our differences. And Father, I thank you for such a diverse bunch of people in one place. I thank you that we are only here in unity because of Jesus Christ, who is our door. He is our good shepherd. Father, we speak a blessing upon each person. 
Father, let us walk in a greater level of understanding of who you are in our lives, what you've called for us, and that nothing is impossible for you. Father, I ask you to bless your people, heal your people, guide your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.